Hi, everybody. This is a podcast where real doctors discuss fake medical emergencies. That means that unless you just sprained your ankles putting on your new Jimmy Choo's, this podcast is not medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Hi, everybody. I'm Jackson Vane. I'm Johnny Kolosinski. You might remember me from such podcasts as The Stepford Hives, a podcast about dystopian beekeeping. Oh, uh, this is Hi Everybody, a Bad Medicine podcast. Every week we talk about what Hollywood gets right and wrong about medicine and how the body works. You can find this podcast online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hi Everybody MD or at www.HiEverybodyMD.com. And then you can also call us at 530-DOCTORB. That's 530-D-O-C-T-O-R-B. The B this week stands for Big, as in Mr. Big, a show that I have never watched until today. The show itself was originally called Sex in the City. Yes. And now there's... And just like that. And just like that. We're talking about ripped from the headlines or ripped from the tabloid papers right now, the season premiere, series premiere of And Just Like That and the Peloton incident. I think, I mean, I heard about it a little bit and then I wondered on, I actually had Peloton stock for a little bit on Robin Hood. <laughs> I'm like, why is my stock going? Oh, man. People really are not are selling all their stuff because Damn of Damn you, Carrie Bradshaw. I mean, seriously. She ruined my portfolio. I'm down like 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, spoilers for the first episode of the new series of Sex in the City. Yes. Uh, we are talking about the death of Mr. Big. Yes. I guess, how, how should we start this? I mean... Neither of us are sex in the city experts. No. Uh, so we'll we're not going to be talk about talking about the deep history of the characters and their interactions. No, I know more about Peloton than I do sex in the city. <laughs> um, I know for a fact that I guess they set it up where Carrie invites Mr. Big to go out to um, I guess a recital. Mm-hmm. And he declines it because he says it's his thousandth ride and he was going to get a shout out. And that's like a big thing in the Peloton community is when you do do enough rides or runs or whatever certain exercise, the instructor, if you're doing a live class, will actually call you out, give you some notice, some kudos. Everyone gives you virtual high fives. Feels very good. Um, so that's like a big deal. But, you know, you can do this live class whenever. Mm-hmm. You know, just because it doesn't mean it's your thousandth day. It's your thousandth class you took. You can take it whenever. But he decided tonight was the night. Um, yeah. So so uh, Carrie is off at a piano recital and Big is going through his Peloton workout. Uh, I think uh, your wife uh, noticed immediately that he was sweating a lot. Yeah, which people do. Mm-hmm. Um, it also is an important thing that you're still sweating. Because if you're not sweating anymore, that means you're probably having heat stroke. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is pretty bad. And that's what we always tell people. You got to make sure you stay well hydrated. The other thing, too, is this happened a few years ago where I don't you know if you remember, there was that whole new story about people doing spin classes and getting rhabdo. I don't. <laughs> that was a big thing. And what is rhabdo? So rhabdomyolysis is when your muscles um, break down. And some people are genetically predisposed to have more breakdown. Some people have it with just any kind of stressors. Um, one of our friends, who might be a frequent guest on this podcast, actually had rhabdo herself. I know that narrows it down <laughs> to so many people. I think you might have just uh, spoiled podcast patient confidentiality there. It's fine. Um, but she actually had to go to the ER and get fluids because the problem with rhabdo is um, your muscle fibers break down. 
and those fibers and myoglobin have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then the big concern with this is it'll go to your kidneys and can actually shut down your kidneys because it'll clog it all up. Mm-hmm. And the big treatment for that is making sure you stay well hydrated. So it's like a twofold kind of thing where you want to make sure you're well hydrated um, and you don't push yourself too hard. And some people can push themselves all day and not have rhabdo. And the symptoms for it is pretty vague. It just starts with um, sore legs okay, or sore whatever muscle you've been working out. Okay, so it's going to be whatever you're using, and it's not going to be like it's targeting a specific point of the body or anything like that. Yeah, it's whatever muscle you overworked. Okay. But then the reason it gets weird is your urine starts getting real dark, Mm -hmm. like dark red, Coca-Cola colored. Ooh. Yeah. Not just like the normal, hey, I went drinking too much the night before. Mm Mm-hmm. That kind of urine, but like real dark. Like this is not any shade of Gatorade? Correct. I mean, if there was a purple, there, actually, I take it back. There is a purple Gatorade <laughs> and it scares the crap out of people when they, they drink too much of that too. So yes, there is purple Gatorade, but it's darker than that. And it looks like blood kind of. So when you see that, that usually is a big danger sign that you need some fluids. Otherwise your kidneys are going to be very sad mm-hmm. and potentially could shut down. But that's not what happened here. No. What happened here was a cardiac event. Yes. Um, he gets off the bike, and you kind of see him working his arm like it's sore, mm-hmm. kind of stretching it out, thinking it's sore. And then I think he just um, he just falls down. Yeah. So he was he uh, texts Carrie, drops his phone in the shower, you know, because he was turning on the shower and had, had the phone in his hand, yeah. bent down to pick it up, and toppled. Yeah. And I would expect him to have the event during the exercise as opposed to after more than anything Mm -hmm. mainly because you know that's the most stress you have on it um you've heard of a stress test for like hearts Mm -hmm. so it's a stress test not a after the the stress test okay so if he had the heart attack like that that arm pain and things like that that's going to be an immediate symptom yeah i would not a delayed right yeah i would imagine i'm having it during the event itself like how else can i explain it it's like very sex in the city where you have someone who's on top of another person <laughs> in the throes in, of, in a city in the throes of passion in the throes of the city in the throes of the city in the passion um they don't have the heart attack after they usually just drop dead right mm-hmm. so same kind of um vein i guess in this stuff and then there was also like this whole thing where i guess she or he just kind of lies there Mm-hmm. His phone's still kind of within reach. Yeah, his, his phone's still within reach. Mm-hmm. He's not doing well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say a thing that I noticed, which was that his color was fine. Yes, his color was fine. Also, not sweating afterward, right? This is a very painful kind of situation where your heart's trying to pump and stuff. And usually when people are in that much pain, they're sweaty and they look look like crap. Mm-hmm. And he's not, perf- not going to perfuse well because, well, if your heart's not perfusing well... You're not going to really, or so your heart's not beating well. You're not going to perfuse the rest of your body. So Mm -hmm. none of that fits together at all. Okay. Yeah. And then Carrie shows up. We don't know how long after, but a a long enough period of time to that she would have had to take a cab from wherever she was in Manhattan to wherever their apartment was. Which is unrealistically quick, Mm -hmm. I would say. Well, they kind of made it seem like it was stretched out because she couldn't catch the first cab. Right. But there was also very little traffic in Manhattan during that time. And I would assume a show getting out. It was a kid's piano recital. It doesn't matter. There's still going to be a lot of traffic around that area. It's still Manhattan. Unless it's like on one of those very, very small side streets, like on the outskirts of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. There's no way there's not going to be that much traffic. 
So there's no way. She probably could have gotten a cab quicker. Mm-hmm. But she still gets there, and he's still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. He's he's making eye contact. He's not speaking. He's not sweaty. He's not breathing hard. He's not breathing hard. He's he's presumably still breathing, though. Yeah. Um, he's making eye contact. He's He, he slumps over a little bit more. Mm. Um, and I, I thought he was going to be dead when she walked in. Yeah, he also, wait, they're also really rich people. Mm-hmm. You would expect them to have like some kind of heart monitoring device. When he was using his Peloton, which mm-hmm. comes with a heart monitoring device. Yeah. Or even like he might be the kind of guy who's like, I'm bougie. I'm going to use an Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. Apple Watches detect uh, weird rhythms like that. And they would probably call 911. Or they actually detect you falling down, not an ad. Mm-hmm. But they can detect you falling down. And I was like, do you want us to notify your next um, your emergency contact? There's a lot of faults here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of gaps that um, led to his demise. Right. It felt to me, though, mm-hmm. like Carrie was in the room with him while he was still at least a little bit responsive for yeah. a good minute. Yeah. And did not pick up her phone. Yeah. Or his phone. Or his phone. I mean, his phone was wet. Yeah. His phone, like, um, e- even with waterproofing and th- stuff like that, you try to use the, a, a touchscreen with a wet phone. Yeah. I thought we were actually going to see him trying to call 911 with, with, his, with his phone. It would with make his wet more finger sense, hands. though. It would totally make more sense, though. You would think he would be savvy enough because mm-hmm. he's, like, the big man on campus, right? He should know all this stuff. Oh, he has, he has people that have his heart attacks for him. Correct. But he should also have people to dial 911 for him. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of weird. Carrie not dialing 911. I get it. You're panicked and all that stuff. Things can happen. Still, you should call 911. You should call 911 and then have the last moment. Correct. Just so you can get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. Um, This was actually, it's funny that we're talking about this because this was actually one of the topics I taught um, medical students this week. Do you know how long the door to cath lab activation time is like for optimum? I do because we discussed it before the episode, and yes. it is 90 minutes. It is 90 minutes. We try to get 60. And um, what EMS is actually doing now is if you come and pick up someone who you think they have a heart attack, you actually hook them up to the monitors. You get a rhythm strip, which actually gets like an EKG pretty quickly. And then they will send that to the nearest cath lab hospital and kind of tell them, hey, get your troops ready. We got someone who actually has a legitimate um myocardial infarction that needs a cath lab now Mm -hmm. and basically what the cath lab is there for is to clear out the blockage so that the heart can perfuse again basically a rotor rooter for your aorta correct well not the aorta but your coronaries so your coronaries are the vessels that supply oxygen to your heart tissue okay so aorta goes in so aorta goes out aorta goes oh okay okay aorta comes out of the left ventricle and then it goes to the rest of your body your body the aorta does have little branches. Well, actually, that there's branches that go to the other parts too. But when your heart beats, it beats blood out into the coronaries, and the coronaries perfuse within your, the heart itself. Yeah. Okay. All heart is muscle, right? Mm-hmm. Muscle needs blood and oxygen to supply it. If you're not delivering oxygen to those tissues, that's what causes ischemia, which is a lack of oxygen, and that's what causes it to die. So if you're blocking those vessels, um, the most common one is what we call the left. The LED, um, the anterior descending, I believe it is. We call it the Widowmaker because if that gets occluded, you're not going to live. And there's a high chance that's probably what happened to him mm-hmm. is that the, the Widowmaker got blocked. So not going to live without treatment. Correct. And you're going to die pretty quick, too. Mm-hmm. So you want to get that opened up really quick because that perfuses a very large part of your heart. And 
if you can't open that up, there's a big concern that um, your heart muscle is going to be without oxygen for too long and then potentially die. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we always tell people time is heart, time is brain, time is ball. Um, <laughs> no joke. That is actually a thing. Time is testes. Time is testicles. So you actually have eight hours. To, if you catch a, a torsion, which is cutting off the blood supply within eight hours, you have a 90% survival chance. If you catch it within 20 or 18 hours to 24 hours, it drops to about 15%. When so, you say survival, you don't mean survival, survival, like not dying. You mean survival of, of, of your boy. Yeah. Time is ball. Okay. Yeah. You got you to gotta get those balls perfused. Just like this guy's heart. Mm-hmm. You, need to, you need to perfuse that heart. And I think that's a big concern here is we're not getting to that quickly. And this was alluded to in an old episode, mm-hmm. which Johnny actually had to do research on. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it was a season six episode, The Domino Effect. Yeah. Uh, where he was in in town from San Francisco getting an angioplasty. Yeah. Uh, which is... How do I say this? He actually described it as um, he, they found a blockage and they needed to do an angioplasty. It's a very simple procedure. It is not a simple procedure. Um, these days we don't do, I don't think they do angioplasties as much as they try to put stents in and try to open it up. Mm-hmm. But do you know what an angioplasty is? Um, is it's is it basically, again, like a rotor rooter? No. So you actually need is that, to- is, It's one with a balloon, right? Um, it can be with the balloon. Um, it, usually they do a stent. Um, but the balloon is one. Angioplasty is also where they put in a stent where they try to open up all the stuff. Angioplasty itself can, it depends if they're going to replace the, the vessel or not too. So if they replace the vessel, then it's not a very routine procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, I like when you Google, is angioplasty a major surgery? And eh, not that major, but you still need to be sedated. So mm-hmm. what they do is they take a wire and a catheter and they either go in the arm or in like the femoral artery and then kind of wire it all the way up to the vessel that's occluded. They inject dye to see if that... If the dye will go through. Yep. And if it doesn't, they know that's a problem. They'll try to like root it. Poke it with the wire. Mm -hmm. And then put something in. They either do a balloon to try to pop open all the stuff or they um, will put in a stent, which is almost like a mesh little Mm -hmm. tube. And then when they put it in, it pops open. Mm -hmm. So those are the two ways they do it. And I guess his description of like a dental cleaning is not too far off though, because there's a lot of plaque there and you're trying yeah. to um, destroy the plaque or open up the channel enough so that the plaque is not occluding the vessel a lot. Okay. But it sounds like he does have some heart problems, mm-hmm. um, but not, I don't think they painted it super well in this ca- in this episode. You know who know. else doesn't think so? Mm. Peloton. <laughs> I would actually like to, Read a little bit of uh, the statement that they made. Uh, this is from uh, Susan Steinbaum, who is uh, a cardiologist, and she's on Peloton's Health and Wellness Advisory Council. Uh, and uh, a- among what she said was, Mr. Big uh, lived what many would call an extravagant lifestyle, including cocktails, cigars, and big steaks, and was at serious risk as he had a previous cardiac event in season six. These lifestyle choices and perhaps his family history uh, which uh, often is a significant factor or likely the cause of his death. In fact, riding a Peloton bike may have helped delay Mr. Big's fatal heart attack. Doubt. Doubt. <laughs> um, first off, don't stake shame. Uh, <laughs> I th- I, his life was nice. Um, it sounds like he, 
it's hard to say he had a serious cardiac event in that episode in season six because mm-hmm. he really didn't. He just went in for a procedure. Also, I forgot to mention that episode made me really upset because there was a lot of beeping going on and there was nothing to there were no, Yep, no monitors. There were no monitors. And for someone who just had heart surgery, you would imagine he would have monitors and monitoring his blood pressure and all that other stuff. So there was a lack of lack of making sure he did okay after his procedure. So, um, no. He might have had some underlying health conditions, but I don't I don't think this one heart this one bike ride is what tipped um it, it was not one and done. I'm I'm on a Peloton. I'm I'm down for the count. Yeah. He had to have something else going on. He did warn Carrie earlier in the episode, as you pointed out, to cut down on the salt. Yeah, when when they were making uh lunch or something along those lines. Steak. It might have been yeah, it might have been steak. <laughs> steak lunch. Which I mean the whole purpose of cutting down salt is to um Lower your blood pressure more mm-hmm. than anything, which is also one of the risk factors for potentially um, having cardiac issues, too. And I think there were, I mean, smoking also and drinking also. Mm-hmm. So I guess his life is extravagant. But shame on you, Peloton, for saying that was the reason why he died. I don't know if Peloton would have staved off the the eventual, but that was definitely a stressor to his heart. And he would have probably had a monitor on in Peloton. Yeah, because half of half of those, I mean, your wife does those does does Peloton for yeah. the treadmill, and does, she's got a monitor when she's doing it, right? Yeah. Even when I've done it, I I use my Apple Watch as my um, monitor too. Because that's part of what you're trying to do is 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 it like Orange Theory, where you're actually trying to get your heart rate to a certain point? Yeah, but it also kind of gives you points too, and mm-hmm. you know everything's gamified now, mm-hmm. so you want to get as many points as you can. And I, he feels like the kind of person who would be competitive and push himself too hard if, if he was. That excited about his thousandth, his thousandth, thousandth ride. Yeah. 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 He probably has the t-shirt that said he had the hundredth ride. I don't know if they have the thousandth ride, but that takes. It's actually a tuxedo. Ooh, that would be nice. Um, I wonder how many classes a day he has to do to hit a thousand, right? How long he's been doing it I mean, really, if you've been doing it for three and a half years and you do it once a day. Potentially, yeah. Four four years, you know. That's a really weird time for a class, for a live class. I'm just thinking logistically. But. His teacher was in Barcelona. Doesn't matter. So, like, there's a live set of schedules that Peloton does, and it's really rare for them to have something really? super late. I feel like that's missing out on, on Europe. Yeah. I mean, so I know that was a big issue when you do classes on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Their first class starts at 5 a.m., and their last class is, like, 5 p.m. Ooh. Yeah. So, I, I mean, maybe he probably got into the last class of the day. It's just weird. It's weird to do a Peloton class at 8 p.m. It's usually like wind down time. They're not going to have live sessions. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. If Peloton, yeah, yeah Peloton, angry tweet us. I, I can't wait. <laughs> but all in all, horrible representation of MI and also horrible representation on what you should do. Okay. Even if you're out in the public and you see someone drop like that, I mean, everyone is taught the first thing you're supposed to do is call, call 911. Yeah. And then find an AED and put it on there because mm-hmm. he might be in a shockable rhythm. This is one of those few times that if he had a shockable rhythm, he could have been shocked. And saved. that big and new of an apartment complex probably it, has an AED somewhere probably like the, at security. Yeah. So they probably could have gone to the first floor, called security. They could have run that up. But the whole time you're supposed to do um, CPR and a good CPR outside of the hospital, you dramatically increase your survival rate. I think at least four or five fold because if you out of hospital cardiac arrest, I think with good CPR is 25 percent survival. Um, but I think without good CPR, your risk of survival is almost nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
Okay. So I do have a question I have to ask you. Yes. The human centipede mm -hmm. bills itself as 100% medically accurate. If that's the case, how medically accurate is the first episode of the first season of the new Sex in the City? It's pretty bold that you're assuming there's a second season. Uh, <laughs> I think there will be. Probably. It depends if they bring back, um, what's her face? The other. Samantha? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that I feel like one thing they did right from a marketing perspective mm -hmm. is with that, like, yes, Peloton's really angry, mm -hmm. but I know that there's a new sex in the city because of it. Touche. Touche. I can also tell you that the new sex in the city's accuracy is probably about 70%. Okay. Um, compared to the human centipede, that is. Um I think the part they got right was him clutching his chest. <laughs> I think the actor did a really good job. Yeah, he did kind of have that bug out, something bad is going on. And mm -hmm. people do complain that when they're having a heart attack, it isn't the sudden crushing pain. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of see in TV, especially with the older, like if you think of the Jeffersons. Yeah. Where like, oh, I'm coming home, Elizabeth, kind of thing where they're clutching the chest. It really starts as a subtle, something's off. Mm -hmm. And then it comes, comes with arm pain. One thing I want to see that might happen, that they can maybe do in this show or some other show is women's complaints of heart attack isn't so much chest pain, it's abdominal pain. Hmm. So that could also be another kind of weird presentation too, is that, hey, is this gas or is this a heart attack? That can also be a, a different way to play this too. But for him, I mean, he kind of faded into it, which was great. Um, I'm not going to go down the acting route, mm -hmm. of, but usually if someone has a heart attack, you're not just going to hold them and clutch them. Even if you're hysterical or worried, you're going to call 911, and especially these days where it's so easy and you're walking around with your yeah. phone constantly at your hip. It's really hard. It's an unex inexcusable thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's more inaccurate medical stuff for her. Okay. And then if you want me to loop in the other stuff, why I went to 70, I said 70, yes. Mm -hmm. um, the no monitors thing still messes me. <laughs> that makes me so mad. And then no IV either. There was like nothing. He just had the little old school clippy, right? Clippy finger thing, which I don't know when this episode was made. That that first one was at least ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, it, it more no more than that because I I think it was nineties, early two thousands. Sweet God, it was two thousand four. Mm -hmm. So almost like over fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah, still inexcusable because <laughs> there's you should know better than that. House House does a better job, and that came out around that time. So yeah. Lots of complaints. And uh, how medically accurate would you rate the response from Peloton? Ooh, uh, bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I would respond to it. That's a very catty response, I will say. Um, that is that is a worded response that is not rooted in how would I say professionalism. Mm -hmm. It it seems almost retaliatory um, in that kind of manner. And I think probably because it did get a little blindsided that yeah. um, their top person was going to die. Right. And I think that's what caught him off guard. I, I think that, it, like, until I read it and, like, the stuff about the stocks and everything like that, I thought, no, they knew and they're just playing like they didn't. But no, with, with that kind of reaction, they did not know. They clearly did not know and they were blindsided by it. Yeah. Which, again, I'd be pretty upset. They're like, I bet you in their head, they're like, oh, hey, my God. This is going to be the biggest TV event of the month. Free advertising. We need a win ever since that treadmill killed little puppies and babies. Oops. It killed a beloved main a beloved character on a popular TV show. They really got to look into this stuff before they license their names. Because <laughs> um, 
their their kill count's going high. It's like <laughs> Kevin McAllister kill count. So it's pretty bad. But yeah. Um I if you're a Sex and the City fan, cool. You probably will enjoy the rest of it. I will not be watching the more of it. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, no. It wasn't my thing. No, not my thing. No. However, future episodes, more of our thing. Yeah. Yeah. I well, uh, thank you, Jackson. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will be back next week. See you guys. Bye.